0: After multiple delays, Morbius is finally hitting movie theaters this weekend. And in a twist that we probably should have seen coming for a movie about a vampire, it sucks. hello everybody I'm Dan Merle. this is one of our cat's muffins she's just gonna hang out while I do this review and this is my review for Morbius the latest entry not really into the MCU but really is there an MCU anymore everything is being mishmash mushed into one big Marvel Universe but this is the Sony verse this is not part of the official Marvel Cinematic Universe Canon or is it? I don't really know the answer to that question. Morbius is directed by Daniel Espinosa, who's been behind movies like Safe House, Child 44, and Life. The script comes from Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, writers of The Last Witch Hunter and Gods of Egypt. Ugh. It has been three years since this movie started shooting and over two years since the release of the first trailer. And I really think that those delays, like the delays on many of the pandemic era movies, give Morbius kind of an outsized sense of importance. But no delay really could have had any effect, I don't think, on the finished product that we actually get. Morbius is a throwback to the mid-2000s comic book film in all the worst ways, although I think it does kind of provide a public service because for an audience that is perhaps too young to know what a lot of comic book movies were like before the advent of the MCU, here it is, kids. This is what we had to grow up with. Jared Leto plays Dr. Michael Morbius, a brilliant scientist suffering from a blood disorder, when he attempts to cure himself by splicing vampire bat DNA to his own, sorry, he basically becomes a vampire with a need to drink blood in order to keep his disease at bay, and powers including superhuman speed, strength and agility, a radar sense, and the power of flight. Adria Arjona plays Michael's partner, Dr. Martine Bancroft, who encourages him to keep his vampire side at bay. The movie can't really decide if she's interesting enough to make her Morbius' love interest or not, and really by the time they decide to do anything of note with her character, the movie's pretty much over. Matt Smith, I think, has the highest trailer-to-final-movie ratio that I can remember. Looking back on the trailer, at least the one that ran before most movies these last several months, I think he was in like one shot of the trailer, but he's basically a co-lead in the film. He plays Morbius' childhood friend Milo, who's afflicted with the same disease and is even more desperate for a cure, and his actions motivate much of the plot. Have I ever denied you anything? Have I ever said no? Have I always given you the money? I can't control it! What, so, so, so you get to live and I get to die, is that it? Also, in what should be an actual crime, the movie completely wastes the talents of acclaimed actor Jared Harris, who plays a doctor who seems to be set up as a crucial character, but then just sort of isn't. It's a waste of his time and talents, really. And again, this is acclaimed actor Jared Harris. We should not use his talents lightly. Tyrese Gibson and Al Madrigal are also on board as two detectives trying to solve the mysterious vampire murders that are plaguing New York. Al Madrigal is there to make jokes and Tyrese is there to grimace yeah that's about it there are so many different problems with Morbius it's kind of hard to know where to start but it is a movie that is both paradoxically rushed and incredibly boring it is Terrence Fisher from Whiplash's worst nightmare it both rushes and drags one two three four one two three four one two three now Was I rushing or was I dragging? Morbius somehow glosses over crucial moments and plot points, including one plot moment that is sort of like the crux of the movie that seems like it may have just been cut out for some inconceivable reason. It's really just kind of an amorphous blob of plot. There's really no tension or excitement anywhere in the film. You can see the potential for what this movie could have been in exactly one scene, which is set in a hospital hallway, where you see what a Morbius movie could could have been sort of blending the comic book and horror genres, but the rest of the movie isn't really interested in exploring that in any meaningful way. It's almost like the movie wants to get itself over with as quickly as possible, which at that point says to me, why even bother making it? I knew that we were in for a really rough moment when the opening scene of the movie is also a flash forward and also the inciting incident, which is followed immediately by a flashback, which is then followed by a flash forward to the present that includes a partial flashback. This movie is so much about telling and not showing that it really tells you the interesting parts and shows you the boring parts. That's not really the way that you want to go. Honestly this isn't really even a Morbius movie. It's kind of a cartoon Dracula versus cartoon Dracula type thing. Nobody's really remarkable in any way or does anything interesting. It's, it's just such a non-movie. I mean the origin of Morbius is interesting and I like how they set up the moral dilemma of his character but they never go anywhere with it. It's all just just to set up for the same cliched story points and fight scenes and action sequences that you've seen a hundred times before. Speaking of things that you've seen and heard before, there's a note that I wanted to make about the film's score. Usually when I single out a film score, it's because it was great. Here, composer John Ekstrin doesn't just reference the score to Batman Begins, it is a straight-up theft. And all of this, on artificial blood become something. This isn't just trying to remind you of a much better comic book based film. It's basically trying to coast on the goodwill of that film by just stealing the same two note motif. And you have to know this is not accidental. There was not a point in this process where anybody watching this movie didn't see a scene with a bunch of bats flying around with that music and not say, oh, wait, do you think that we shouldn't steal the music from Batman Begins here? No, you can tell that they were just trying to get people to desperately think of any other movie besides the one that they're actually watching. I know a lot of people might be tuning into reviews for this movie to see people dunk on Jared Leto, but honestly Jared Leto isn't even given enough of an interesting role to make it weird or bad. I mean, anybody could have played this part. I guess he's the standout of the movie in that he's not as bad as the rest of it, but he's such a specific actor, I don't even know why you go to Jared Leto for this part. I, I guess because he's sort of a leading man, but he brings such a unique energy for better ...or often for worse to all of his acting roles... ...I don't know why you go to him to play Morbius... ...because I could name 10 other people that would play this role... ...it's not interested in making it distinct in any way... ...the best comic book films are the ones that cast actors... ...and then play to their strengths... ...this one seemed to want to just cast an actor... And then that's it. I also think that we have to talk about Matt Smith for a minute because he must have made a wish on a cursed artifact or something at some point that he's gonna get amazing TV roles, but in exchange, he has to take equally bad roles in blockbuster movies. Here, he spends a good deal of the movie trying to look menacing with a largely cartoon face and he tries to do something interesting with his performance, but again, the conventionality of the script and the screenplay stymies him at every turn. Every time Morbius threatens to get interesting or go somewhere unexpected, it's pulled right back into the movie that you've seen 10 times before. Now I know a lot of people might say, well, you know, okay, fine. Maybe the Morbius stuff isn't interesting because Morbius is like the fifth most important thing that's going on with this movie. And yeah, it would have been great to see an actual origin story for this character or an actual story about this character. But hey, at least this is another step into the unification of the Spider-Verse because we've all seen the trailers, right? And it looks like this is going to be a key component into the next evolution of Spider-Man. Yeah, no. If you're going for the Spider-Man tie-in, you're going to be sorely disappointed because some of the stuff that's in the trailers is just straight-up deceptive. I mean, not even in the movie. Yeah, this shot that people were talking about, oh, what's this version of Spider-Man doing in the movie with all these posters in the background? It's totally not in the movie. This was total bait from Sony. And there is, yes, a Spider-Man villain from the MCU that is in the movie if you've seen the trailers, but the incorporation of this character is both completely inconsequential and Laughably executed. Like, if you told me that one of this movie's post credit scenes, or maybe both of them, were filmed yesterday and rushed into the cut in time to get out today, I would completely have believed you. The execution of this crossover is mind bogglingly sloppy. It was obviously the product of some sort of a reshoot or rethinking of how it was done. And I I honestly can't believe how bad it was. I've just got to be honest. I cannot believe how badly they did it. Of all of the different times that Sony has tried to set up a bigger Spider-Verse, discounting the wonderful animated film, and I'm including here that terrible attempt at setting up a Sinister Six in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, this is easily the worst. It is the most amateurish, on-the-nose way you could possibly imagine trying to bring together a bigger universe. And by the way, also doesn't make sense in conjunction with anything that you've Seen in the movie. If you want to know the real difference between Sony and Disney's MCU, look at Sony's attempts to build a bigger Spider Verse, because I think that they have been largely disastrous. And it's not just some of the Spider-Man stuff. The trailers for this movie actually have a lot of things that aren't in the finished movie, like this line: "I'm just kidding. It's Doctor Michael Morbius at your service." And this line: "Hey, uh, Doctor Mike, you and I should stay in touch." And this. Time to let go of what you used to be. To discover who you're meant to be. And this. Michael Morbius. Got tired of doing the whole good guy thing, huh? What's up, Doc? It's no surprise that there's a trailer that has something in the movie that's not in the movie. That happens all the time. But, like, you've had a long time to figure this out. You'd think that maybe they would have locked picture on this, I don't know, maybe a year ago or six months ago or three months ago. It looks like they locked the cut on this picture, like, two hours ago. It's honestly kind of shocking that Morbius is as bad as it is, given the time that Sony has had to make adjustments and to fix it. I feel like this delay caused by the pandemic was used to cut stuff out of the movie and to make it more incomprehensible than it may have been if it had come out when it was supposed to back in 2020. The end result is a movie that is too sloppy and forgettable to even be memorably bad. It is, like I said, really a throwback to when we all used to dread the coming of a new comic book movie because we knew the disc- disappointment that was almost sure to come. The things that made the X-Men and the X-2s of the world really stand out as masterpieces amongst a sea of just bleh. Obviously, the intention with Sony is to bring us more Morbius than what we've gotten in this movie, and I think that the potential is there for him to be an interesting character. I just hope that the studio maybe decides to make him an interesting character, or we're in for a very dull ride. So those are my thoughts on Morbius. Obviously not a recommendation from me. Are you excited for the film? Are you still going to go see it this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And before I leave, I also want to thank the sponsor for today's review, Stamps.com. Something a lot of people don't consider when they look at things like YouTube channels is that I consider myself technically a small business owner and operator. And for anybody that actually runs a small business, the name small may be in the title, but it is anything but. I I know that I'm always looking to grow and attract audiences in new and different ways. And in addition to that, Mara and I love to stay in touch with our friends in L.A. and send them stuff. So between those two things, we are sending and receiving packages all the time stamps.com has been a huge game changer for us by allowing us to save time by not having to make repeated trips to the post office and save money by offering unbeatable rates time isn't just money money is also money stamps.com gives you access to all of the ups and post office shipping services that you could possibly want and offers you incredible discounts of up to 40% off of post office rates and up to 76% off of UPS rates. You're not going to find these discounts anywhere else and you don't even need any special equipment. All you need is a computer and a standard printer and within minutes, you're going to be able to send letters, packages, whatever you want, any place, any time, anywhere. Whether you're running a major warehouse or a small side hustle, stop overpaying for shipping with stamps.com. And right now you can sign up with the promo code Merle. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L for a special offer that includes a four week trial, free postage and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com and click the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code MERL, M-U-R-R-E-L-L to get your special offer. I want to thank Stamps.com for sponsoring this review, and I want to thank you for watching it. Stay tuned right here on the channel for the latest in movie news and reviews. Good luck if you're heading out to see Morbius this weekend. Until next time, stay safe, and thanks for watching. Bye.